This is the Voice Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Fallon. And I did not get a ticket to <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift's um, concert. Yeah, this is um, kind of... My name's Nadine. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Um, this is kind of um, in a very interesting spot because, you know, this is in the, the middle of... We're recording the middle of ticket-like week. It's, it's concert ticket week. Um, and it has been an absolute mess. Um, I think that she should have just reserved more tickets for pre-sale because reserving it for the general thing is not doing anyone any good. I think she so should have too. just given. I think she should have given it all to pre-sale and Capital One. And if she did that, almost everyone would have gotten the code, mm-hmm. and then everything would have gone to her fans. And then if you're like a really rich person that wants to like pay for it, someone will resell it. That's a really good point. I agree with that. Like, why is there so much going on in general sale? Like, who is that benefiting? I also think that, like, the way that they did the pre-sale was, like, this is not even on, like, her or, like, her team or anything, but, like, the way that Ticketmaster set up their, like, pre-sale is just so bad. And, like, why did they think that the website was going to hold with, like, all of the East Coast going? And then... Each hour after, like, different time zones going, even though, like, the codes weren't working for the East Coast, and then, like, they had to push, like, they ended up pushing Pacific time, because I'm from California, they ended up pushing, like, the uh, Pacific time back by, what, five hours? I was in, like, almost in the waiting room, and then they pushed it back to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is 6 p.m. here. I literally had, like, my whole day was centered around waiting for these tickets. It just, like, completely ate up my day. And then I had to wait, like, two hours in the queue afterward. It's just this big... I don't know. The whole Ticketmaster thing is this big mess. I don't know. Not good. We are, like... We are not... We're not not thriving, I don't think. I think us as a... Even as a... As a fan base, I don't think anybody's really thriving right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> Again, I mentioned this before we started recording, but just, like, the whole Midnight's thing with selling so many different copies of the Yeah. Final. It's a little, little weird. It's a little strange. But we, today, um, <laughs> we are going to dive into, in, in the middle of all of this mess, we're going to go a little bit back and we're going to look at the uh, 3 a.m. tracks, and a little bit of the music videos. Um, so, I apologize if this podcast isn't very energetic, but, you know, we kind of had a, uh, we're, we're in the middle of a very weird spot right now, I think. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's... it's a really bad spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so shall we jump in to the yes. 3 a.m. tracks? 3 a.m. Okay. tracks. I... I mean, this is really ironic, actually, because now that we're talking, we're talking about this, as we discussed uh, last time how the 3 a.m. tracks were for the fans, and she's not doing anything to really, like, benefit, like, ever, it's, it's more, a more fan-oriented thing, and then it's kind of contrasting what we're seeing with the tickets, but, I mean, I don't know, that's probably more of a, the Ticketmaster thing than her, but. You know what? I think that Ticketmaster, like, some government regulation has to be done on Ticketmaster. And I think that Ticketmaster, like, no one can sell a ticket on Ticketmaster for more than $800. I know. And if that was the case, literally 
people who weren't fans wouldn't buy it because they wouldn't be able to profit. That no, much. yeah, I know on StubHub if you went like like while this like in the middle of the sales like you like clicked like I think it was like Texas like one of the up like front row seats was being sold for twenty two thousand dollars. <laughs> no one's gonna is, buy that. Nobody's That's gonna I'm buy that. So I don't know why they did that, but it's just like it's crazy. But anyway, let's talk a little bit. Let's go back a little bit. Um, do what we did not discuss last episode and let's get into the 3am tracks so i personally think that the 3am tracks are a better representation of the concept of like oh like sleepless midnights than like than the actual midnights album even though it's more like 3am i guess 3am is more like i guess it's later in the night it's a different type of vibe maybe but like this is i think it's what i expected from midnight's it's the themes in these songs are what i expected more from the midnight's album as a whole um but like i think also like being in college i've kind of realized that like midnight midnight is not even that late and 3 a.m is more of a representation of actually being up late because i'm up till midnight like every night um but let's take a little look so uh first of all we have Nadine's favorite song. It used to be favorite, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, well, favorite TBD. Yeah. Um, the Great War. I love The Great War. Just because, first of all, I love the tune and how, um, just like everything about it, but then especially the lyrics. It describes this relationship that just like seems so hard, almost like a war, kind of compares it to World War One and how um, Taylor Swift feels like she's... Um, taking out her anger from her past relationships onto this relationships and, like, blaming um, her partner for things that they never did. Um, and just talking about, like, how rough it is and how they're in the trenches and how it's just, like, really impossible. But then, like, towards the end, something kind of turns and she starts to realize, like, how, like, hurt her partner is. And um, they kind of make up and realize that because they went through, like, this really hard time that they're going to be better because of it and like they're going to plant a memory garden like remember what they went through in their relationship and I don't really know it I love the song because I love the concept and all the like comparisons that are made but I like that just it blows my mind that you could go through a relationship like that and come out of it being like oh my god we're in such a good place now Thank God we got through that. Well, that kind of goes into the whole concept of the the Great War, like World War One, yeah. being there's going to be a second war. You don't like, even though like people thought, oh, like World War One's going to be the war. Because I mean, to at the time wars. they called yeah. it the Great War because they thought it was going to be the war and all wars. But I mean, that's not historically how it went. Um, and so, you know, like I think that that's definitely a very interesting point to make. I never thought, you know. I never thought Taylor Swift would be making, like, war references so much, but she did that with, like, um, Epiphany, too. And, yeah. like, it kind of seems like, I don't know, I don't I don't hate it, to be honest. Like, she, like, I think she actually does a pretty good job. Because sometimes, like, artists, when they do that, they kind of um, extrapolate and they kind of make, like, the historical references kind of, She also I did guess, that in 10-minute version of All Too Well. Where, what part? When, like, where she's, like, what was the part where, like, she returns, like, a soldier half her week oh yeah yeah she yeah that's true we're also if you i mean we're wearing matching all too well never again i will not buy a single piece of merch from her (laughs) we're matching if i get a ticket i'll change my mind (laughs) we'll see how it goes this is all tbd guys take a grain of salt maybe (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, anyway at 10 a.m 
I, on Friday, I will be trying to get the general sale. Yes. So wish me luck. And everybody else out there, good luck as well. If you're no. going to... Okay, just to Nadine. Good luck to Nadine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Back to the Great War. I think that, like, also with, like, the concept of, like, on the topic of, of her, like, looking at, like, historical, like, um, I guess, like, references to her songs, um... I thought there was an interesting mention of, like, she says, like, placed a poppy in my hair. And, like, she actually knows what she's talking about. Because, like, yeah. like you know, like, that's, like, a remembrance symbol from World War One And, like, I, you know, like, I was kind of impressed by her, like, you know, memory garden and, like, other kind of references to, like, like knowledge of it. Like, even though it's, like, kind of, like, a very low bar to hit for, like, somebody to know, like, have general knowledge of history. Um, I thought I was kind of impressed with it. I did not expect that from Taylor Swift. And I really liked it. Um... Any other comments on the Great War? Um, I don't know. I just love the imagery. I just think it's, it's good. It's, it's incredible, and it's yeah, it's good imagery. All right. Well, moving Shall on. We the next one to <laughs> bigger than the whole sky. Oh my god, this one is one of the songs that the more I listen to it, the more I like it. It's so devastating. <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't listen to it because it makes me sad. <laughs> Which yeah. is like, I probably know how I listen to Taylor Swift is I usually I the sad songs will come eventually and then they will mm-hmm. hit me with full force. Like, that kind of happened with, like, illicit affairs. Even illicit affairs isn't incredibly like, devastating or gut-wrenching. But, like, with, like, a lot of songs on folklore that are, like, more sad, I had to, like, listen to the album more to kind of get deeper into it. But I haven't listened to the song too much because it's sad. Um, but, like, it's... Oh, God. It's so... It's just so sad. I don't really know what else to say. Um, people were thinking it's about the same, same guy that Forever Winter is about. Um, yeah, that would make sense. I think that makes um, the most sense. Um, but, like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just sad. Um, it's, you know, the concept of, of losing um, something losing that you s- never really had. Yeah, yeah, and, like, people were thinking that it's a, it's about, like, you know, somebody passing away, some people interpret it more as, like, losing a, a relationship, I guess, but, like, I feel a little more immense, I think, than that. Um, people think, actually, I read this, like, this morning, people think that it actually could be related to, I don't believe this, uh, but could be related to, um, another 3M track, which is, um, a would've, could've, should've. Which I, because she's, people are saying she's mourning, her mourning her younger self, which I don't necessarily agree with. I don't, I think it would come through more. If she was mourning her younger self, we wouldn't know. I think so, too. She has a lot of tracks where she's, like, looking back on her childhood or looking back on her youth or her innocence. Yeah. Or looking back on others' innocence, and it comes through more, so. Yeah, I agree. That's Um, an interesting... It's an interesting. People are very opinionated, and I think that's a very interesting point. Um, I don't agree with it, but I yeah. there's an argument between me there. Next, anything else about this one? No, we can move okay. on. Okay. Um, next, we have Paris. Oh, I I really like Paris. I think it's fun. I think it's like captures. Well, actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> it I know I still really like it. In, but I might not anymore if I don't get tickets to her tour. Okay. But um, <laughs> everything with the grain of salt, guys. Get remember. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I do really like it, but I don't think that it relates as much to like the midnight's theme that I was expecting. I agree. Like, I was. I think it's like frolicking around in Paris, like you, you know. I guess maybe uh, you're doing that at midnight. Yeah. As if. But like, I guess you're 
Are doing that at midnight, but like I didn't think <laughs> that that was like a midnight. Like it, it just didn't fit the description of the album. I didn't. Yeah, I don't think it fits the theme of the album either, to be honest. Um, but like, wow, she's really in love with this person. Oh my god. Um, also, what's up with the references to cheap wine? We had cheap rosé, we had cheap wine in this. Like, we just got, Maybe like, a bunch of, Maybe all of a sudden like, she's been buying really expensive champagne, or, like, really expensive wine, so now she's looking back and being like, oh my god, why did I drink such <laughs> With all the money I, she's making from I, the ticket sales. Shut up! $499, no. Oh my god. This is gonna be a common thread throughout this podcast, everybody. The yeah, concept of I think, like, I'm actually falling apart right now. <laughs> oh my god. Um. We're doing fine. But yeah, I agree. I, one of my notes I wrote that I don't know how it works with the whole Midnight's theme, to be honest. Um, it's kind of my least favorite out of the 3 a.m. tracks. I, people really like it, but I... I don't know. I just, like... It's not bad. I just don't click with it, I don't, I don't think. Like, I don't think it's my least favorite, mm-hmm. but... What, can I ask what your least favorite is? Is this controversial? Actually, um, I think I have a least favorite. Actually, I don't no, think No, I like favorite. Dear Reader. Don't hate on it. I... Dear Reader is actually <laughs> so good. I think it's the most underrated track because okay. at first I was like, I was a maroon person, but now everyone's becoming a maroon person. Everyone like, is coming me. a maroon person. But no, Dear I'm Reader, I'm now a Dear now. Reader person Guys, and no one can take that away You from all me. know that I've been a maroon person from day one. I'm just letting you all know. You all, it's recorded. It's it's documented. Anyways. Sure. <laughs> you see on my shirt? Yeah. It, on, it's on this we'll, podcast. We'll have everyone. to listen back. Oh yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, speaking of favorites though, um, is this your favorite? Oh, we got into it. <laughs> I love High Infidelity. I also really like it. I think it describes <laughs> something that... It just hits it on the spot. It... Ooh, it's so good. It's... I think it is so criminally underrated. She ate. I don't know what else to say about it. Oh, my God. I love this song. It, like... I don't know. There's just something about it. I just, like, love it. I think maybe... I'm a little bit nostalgic for the whole, like, Aaron Dessner production yeah. style. It almost seems like it's something off Evermore. Um, not necessarily, like, the... Not necessarily, like, the, the whole theme, obviously. But definitely, like, it's Aaron... You hear Aaron Dessner's production style, like, 100% with this. And I used to not like that so much. I thought there was a little bit too much. Like, I think you could kind of hear Aaron Dessner a little bit too much on, like, the Red recordings. Um, but I think on this song, it goes really well i really like it it kind of reminds me of like the the song by um it's the national renegade right the featuring taylor swift yeah it kind of reminds me yeah kind of reminds me of that a little bit um if you have yeah it if you haven't heard that song oh um, i love renegade oh my god (laughs) i saw someone on tiktok that was like am i a fake fan i don't know this song and i was like oh my and she got tickets okay (laughs) (laughs) back to the my favorite song um I mean, my favorite lyric in this is, like, do I really have to tell you how he brought me back to life? No. That just, it hurts in a different way. Uh, there's so many lines in this that are just, like, she has, like, she gets little zingers, and I think that this song in particular was full of a bunch of those. Yeah. Like, um, there's also the thing of, like, her, like, saying she dragged her feet down the aisle, so, like, this is her, like, this is, like, a yeah. situation where she's, like, married to somebody? Um, so it's obviously <sighs> probably not something that she, like, actually like lived through it's not autobiographical but I think it kind of has to do with the whole concept in Lavender Haze where like 
she says that she does not want that 1950s bleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think maybe this could be, like, what she imagined the result to be. But, like, also, like, you know, it's kind of fun to... There's a little TikTok trend that's, like, do you really want to know where I was April 29th? And that's, like, yeah. funny. I wasn't... I checked my Snapchat memories. It's my friend's birthday. And then, like, I was, like, at her house. Such a good birthday. I know. She's, like, literally, imagine your birthday being mentioned on April 29th. Like, that's crazy. I checked my Snapchat memories. I wasn't anywhere on April 29th. Um, <laughs> I'll have to check. I'll um, get back to you. But, uh... Yeah, I, there's just, the little zingers, I thought the, you know, there's many different ways you can kill the one you love. The closest one was never loving them enough. Ouch. Ooh. Ooh, that line is like. And it's so interesting, because clearly the person loves them, just not enough. Yeah. And it's like, it's like maybe like loving them, but like also not treating them in like, well, like treating them to the level of like, that they deserve. And then that's, you know, I don't know why Taylor likes, she's so good at imagery, like, put on your headphones and burn my city is such oh, a good little image. Oh, my God. And I love that line. I also, like, she has some songs now of quite a few of, like, kind of, not, like, condoning, but, like, a, some interesting mentions of, like, um, like, cheating, which is very interesting. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I also like the line, no one sees when you lose when you're playing solitaire. Yeah. Just because that's, like... That's really sad because that just means like isolating yourself and not sharing anything about your life. So that way, it's just like completely closing yourself off to everyone in your life and the world around you just so they don't see the bad sides or just like the times when you're failing. No, yeah. Which is so dangerous. So beyond dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, you have not given the song a listen. You need to go do it right now. I love it so much. Um, it Don't just... give it a listen. <laughs> <laughs> you can either give it a listen or don't give it a listen. I say give I it a say listen. I say don't because we're mad at Taylor Swift right now, but maybe on Friday. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll keep you up to, I'll let you know when you can start listening to her. We'll post it if you're following our Instagram. You, you, can, you can see like play-by-play updates of what has been happening over throughout the day. Um, and it's just been... I just decided that in my math class I'm going to tell my professor... Hello, I really value you and um, your subject, but I'm just going to have to keep my computer out during this one. You know what? That's but fair. It's in the ICC basement, so I don't know. Do they have service? It better. They will. Okay, they will. I'm going to get to class so early. You can manifest it. Yeah. They have service. All right. Speaking of, like, service, technology, other things, the next this song is what we're talking... To Ticketmaster. This is exactly... This song is exactly what happened to Ticketmaster. It's called Glitch. Um, and... <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say about the song. Honestly, I have, like, no comments. I wrote two bullet points. I wrote, this song is sexy, and that's all I have to say. Ha, ha, ha. That's all I wrote. So, I don't know what else to say about this song. Yeah, what do you, I'm just looking just, back at the lyrics to see. I genuinely, like, I don't know if there's anything really, like, uh, anything else to say about it. Like, I don't know if there's any... It's, a, it's an interesting little song. I don't know. I don't know. What do you, do you have any other opinions on it? I don't listen to it that much. Yeah, I also don't listen to it. Maybe I have to listen to it more, but I feel like I I could be completely misguided on this one, but I think that a lot of her songs have, like, especially on Midnight's have, like, really deeper meanings that, like, you can infer, but this one just doesn't seem, which it, that doesn't make it not as good of a song. No. But it's just, like, there's not, I, 
Personally, what I used to like about Taylor Swift <laughs> was how like, I, I used to love to hunt for Easter eggs, and I used to like love. <laughs> it sounds like you're like mourning. Yeah. You're like, well, like, yeah, this is my, I, we basically broke up. <laughs> I had to break up with her. I didn't want to, but I, you still have to get tickets. You still have Friday to get tickets. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, and also I think my parents saw that I was really sad, so. <laughs> My birthday's in April. <laughs> no, I, I'm not kidding. Like, my birthday is in April, and the concert I want to go to is in May. So, like, theoretically, that would make sense. Yeah, fun like fact. I, yeah. Fun fact, guys. We're both, we're both, what, what day is your birthday again? The third. It, the third? We are three days apart. And so we're both early April Aries. I don't know why yeah. I said to throw that in there. I think because my friend was discussing our podcast the other day, and she asked what our signs were. But we're yeah. both April. We're both Aries, which I think but makes yeah. sense. Oh, I yeah. used to like how Taylor Swift would like have a lot of hidden meanings, <laughs> and I I personally like her music because I like those like the insane lyricism. Is that yeah. even like a whatever? Yeah, no, um, that's right. Yeah, and I just feel like this didn't have it as much, so I haven't been listening to it. No, yeah, I yeah, I don't think there's a lot behind it. I think it's a just a pretty straightforward song. It's good. Uh, I just don't like. I don't. I don't hate it. I think it's good. Um. Uh. Next, here's one we got a lot to say about. Um, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Oh my god! So this, this is, is my like, favorite song. It's so great. Um, I'm also not one to like make a claim that like this song is about a person, but I think that it's like pretty clear to say that this is directed to John Mayer. Um, At 19, she's this is tr- this is track 19. She dated him when she was 19. She's 32 now. He dated her when he was 32. She was 19. Um, and wow. that's the whole uh, song, Dear John, is about this um, situation. She wrote that when she was 19. Um, and also she wrote that song um, with no co-writers. It was all her, all her. All of Speak Now actually has no co-writers. She wrote that completely at the age of 19, which is very impressive. Um, but uh, there's definitely a lot to say about it. Um, I think that this is kind of what I expected more of the album to be, not in the sense of, like, it being reflections of specific, like, circumstances on life, but, like, more of, like, deeper reflections of, like, things that she's experienced. Um, but, like, you know, Midnight's is kind of all-encompassing, so, like, it's not what, it's obviously, like, does not have to be the way, but it's kind of what I expected personally. Um... From the bridge, like, once you hit the bridge of the oh song, and it, it, it just also goes. repeats a lot, so it, like, really gets you in the, like, I feel like the repetition here is key. It is. Like, oh, it is. Yeah. I think it is. That's the whole, like, she does, repetition is a big thing that she uses. You see this in the 10-minute version of All Too Well. Like, yeah. there's a... Because there we are. Yeah. 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 And then it's also the end of, like, I was there, I was there, down the stairs, I was there, I was Oh, there, that blah, part's blah, blah, really blah. sad the, the because haunting it's like, end. she has to affirm that, like, she remembers it because... She's gaslit. Yeah, <laughs> and everything's just so blurry about the relationship, so now she's like, I was there, I do remember it. Yeah. So um, freaking. It, yeah, it really is. And, oh, God, uh, the, the lyrics, because, like, you know, that relationship definitely had a, uh, like, a large toll on her, um, as you can kind of see um, from this song, uh... God rest my soul, I miss who I used to be, the tomb won't close, um, is, yeah. like, and then, yeah, like, that's, ugh, God, um, give me back my girlhood, it was mine first, is also, and just the is, way she sings it, too, like, there's this part in the bridge where she just sounds so young, she and does, it, it, it's, 
There's also, like, a desperation in her voice, like, once you get to, like, that. And I think you even hear that in, like, when she was singing Dear John and, like, other parts of Speak Now. Like, there's one part in, like, Last Kiss where you can hear her, like, voice kind of crack. And, like, I think you kind of hear, like, that kind of desperation in her voice in this part of the song, which makes it all the more powerful. Um, Since we have a minute left, should we quickly... Oh, yeah, we have a minute left. Oh, shoot. I really like Dear Reader. Yes. I love the line, never take advice from someone who's falling apart. Mm -hmm. Um, I just like how, like, I don't know. (laughs) I just like how, like, solitary it seems. Like, it just seems like, like, it begins, like, with, like, you're in a trap, like, you're trying to find your way out, and... Like, I don't know. It's just, like, you realize, like, you're not really... You, you've kind of lost your sense of direction, your sense of self. Yeah. I definitely think that. Um, yeah. I totally agree. Um, I think it also is really... Like, this album can kind of be goofy at times. Like, not so much, like, the deluxe, like the 3 a.m. tracks, but, like, I think this part of, the like, the album specifically really reflects her maturity and her ability to kind of, like, look back on things. Um, yeah. Especially in contrast to, like... Um, or, like, I kind of, in conjunction with would have, could have, should have, like, this maturity and being able to look back at her previous relationships and how she's gone about life and be able to, like, properly discern how things, how things should have gone, how she should have acted, which is a common thing for, you know, as you age, you look back and you, you, you look back and regret, to quote Dear John, um, even though that was kind of, um, kind of, you know, a little bit of a brief period afterward that she recorded that. Um, but that's pretty much it. That's yeah. all the songs off the 3 a.m. Um, so next episode, we'll probably finally discuss music videos and then anything else that's happening in terms of the world of Taylor Swift. You will, if you follow us on Instagram, you'll get to see if Nadine gets her tickets. When Nadine, when gets, Nadine her tickets. gets her tickets. Um, Manifestation every, is man, key. It is. Alrighty. Um, yes, thank you. Thank I will you. keep you updated. I won't get tickets on Friday because if I don't. that's it yes thank you thank you